0: Good morning, welcome to Simon Says. Let's talk business. This is Al Simon with Sandler Training, and I've got two terrific guests today. I've got Todd Evans with Jackson EMC, and I've got North Johnson with the Gwinnett Braves. Excited to talk business with these two guys. So, uh, Todd, let's uh, let's start with you this morning. How's that? That sounds good. I am excited about Jackson EMC Electric Membership Corporation uh for two reasons one because i know you're a terrific company and two because you're my client
1: hey, hey, that's
0: you're right I, we're, we're learning many
1: uh many great things from you right now so uh and, and i know a lot of people don't yeah. think about you know why would we need to hire a sales trainer when mm. when we're a power company. Yes. And, uh, but, but there is a, there are situations in Georgia where we need, we need that sales training. And I'm yes. sure we'll talk about that later on.
0: Well, I'd like to talk about that. Uh, now I know that, that, that your organization, you're not a uh, for profit, right? You're a, a membership corporation. Correct. So I want you to explain that to people, but I also want you to talk about the fact that I know that you have commercial business and you have residential business, right? Correct. So why don't you give us an idea of what all that looks like,
1: well, uh, obviously, we're a full-service power company. We don't buy our power from another power company and resell it. I mean, we, we from the generation plan all the way to the meter, it's, it's our energy. And, and we do serve residential and, and commercial. But where my role comes in is, is if it's a large power provider in the state of Georgia, and if it's located outside a certain area, then they have a choice of, 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 of either us or Georgia Power, or maybe if they're close enough to municipal power, Company like a city of Lawrenceville or a city of of Norcross who have their own power, then they can choose them also, and and that was back in the early seventies. The state passed that law, which I think is a great law. It's it's yeah. helped us. It's helped the state bring in industry where it normally probably wouldn't be able to by allowing right. that that choice scenario, and and I think it's been good for the customer. Quite frankly, I, I know we've, we, I've talked to. New customers that come into Georgia from other states that didn't have a choice. And Tennessee's the one that I'm thinking about because that's that's we recently won a uh, a load from a, a hotel group out of Tennessee, and they were just stunned that we had, would actually drive up to Knoxville to, to meet with them and, and try to win their business. They they just it really because because obviously in the, yeah. in the volunteer state they don't have choice. So I think it's I think it's great for for everybody. I think it's great for the power companies because it makes us better and i think it's for the customer. i think it's better for the customer obviously because they have a choice and i think we provide and i think they enjoy the better customer
0: service and right. and, and, and a lot of times the better rates yeah. by having a choice that's what it's about right having a free enterprise society right to, that if, when you have competition it makes everybody better i like to compete yeah. and um, so so i love that part of my job
1: yeah. it, it's it most of my job is not that type of stuff most of it is calling on key accounts and going to see Coordinating energy audits, high bill complaints, getting out in the community. We do a lot of that, but really the, the fun part is the, is the competition. And I enjoy that, quite frankly.
0: Now you used a word a while ago, you said a load. Can you explain to us what a load is? It's,
1: it's the, it's the draw of power that, that, that the customer will have. It's, it's, um, we build based on the demand or your draw of power. And we build based on usage over time, which is your kilowatt hours. And I know that's okay. probably it's probably putting some of your some of our listeners to sleep right now. and I apologize. <laughs> we measure the load. We see what type of, how big of a load this this potential customer is going to be. Like for instance, a uh, a super. Super Walmart would be like one megawatts. So That's a thousand kW. Okay, and uh, so we we look at that. We size our transformers to meet that, and then we and then we come up with an idea of how much energy they're going to be using over time, which is kilowatt hour consumption. So we we put all that together, and come with a with a proposal to those potential customers. Okay, so
0: so a property or a, or a a place that needs power, let's say like a manufacturing plant. Yes, it has uh, machinery. It has lighting. It has—I mean, what, what's the most interesting property you've ever uh, brought power to?
1: Uh, that's a great question. I would say—and um, it's not the cleanest—but we uh, we had a we had a customer, a potential customer, come to us not too long ago, and they they wanted to put in a car crushing facility over in Lawrenceville. Okay, with a five thousand horsepower motor. Basically, they take the car with a big magnet. Throw it into this, I guess they chew it up, for lack of a better word. <laughs> okay, and it comes out on a conveyor, and then the magnets take the metals out, and, the, and then the, the rubber goes to somewhere else. It, it's, it's it's a wow. neat it's a neat process, but it was a very complex load because the the way that they would use their power was very, uh, it was not an ideal customer for us. We we like the to to for us an ideal customer is a a cold storage facility or a data center, somebody that uses their demands or their, their, their level of power kind of levels out and they just continually use that same level of power. It's more consistent. What what they were going to do is, uh, a lot of peaks and valleys with their usage. So, uh, probably not the most ideal customer for us, but, uh, but they ended up choosing us and and we're, we're proud to serve that, that facility over in Lawrenceville, but, but, uh, it was. To answer your question, that was kind of that was very unique because we had to look and and see, you know, when are they going to run this this five thousand horsepower motor to chew, to to run these shredders, and how are we going to adjust our load in that in that area to accommodate that? And, so, that yeah. and that's important. We don't want to have an adjacent landowner who who gets power from us to have to. To see their lights dim whenever they run that yeah. motor, so we had to make sure that we we put in the proper infrastructure to serve that. That
0: makes sense. Yeah, sure. Now, How long have you been doing this? How long have you been with Jackson EMC? I,
1: I've been there uh, thirteen years. Okay. Uh, I started November of of two
0: thousand and two. Okay. And how do you get business? How do you go about getting a new project? Getting involved and what in that business? Well, a lot of what we do is
1: is networking. Getting out in the community, getting to know the Nick Messinos of the world, the the tech school, getting to know the 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 Taylor Mathises and and uh, the uh, the Duke Realities and people like that, and okay. just just finding out, you know, what are you seeing on your end? Actually, the the neat thing about what we do is we don't have to be as far in front of the project as say like a general contractor needs to be. Okay, if If you read about a project in the Atlanta Business Chronicle and you're a general contractor, you're dead in the water. It's too late. Whereas we can read about something in the uh, or hear about something on this show, or uh, the Atlanta business read about it in the the Atlanta Business Chronicle or the Gwinnett business or the Gwinnett Daily Post. Sometimes we can get into the. It's not too late for us to get into the project and possibly win it. So, to answer your question, you know, there's a hundred different ways to to hear about a project. I would say the most effective way is networking that we've got a great relationship with our linemen and the guys that, that uh, that are out in the field, but they always laugh at me. You know, they always, you know, poke fun at me about, you know, playing golf and <laughs> uh, going to dinners and, 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 and that's the fun part of the job. I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, but, yeah. but it is, but it is, it is important for me to be out in the community. And um, so I get a little ragging uh, when you, when you, when you, when you're in an industry like me and you're yeah. out doing fun stuff, but, but it's not just
0: fun stuff. You're out there actually working. Yeah. So when you and I first met, I asked you a question and you probably don't remember this, but, I, but it, uh, I'd like to ask the question again because I thought it was very interesting. Now uh, your major competitor obviously would be Georgia power. So when you go to market, when you, when you have a potential project, how do you win? How do, why do people pick Jackson EMC? Well, uh, that's a great question. I hate, uh, I would say,
1: you know, Georgia power is a great company. I mean, they're, 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 uh um, tremendous resources but i think we i think we do a great job and not just us but the emcs in georgia do a great job of portraying ourselves as the local power company
0: right you got a long history here right you've been here a long long time we're invested in the community
1: our board of directors live in the community they go to church with you they're in rotary with you i always say i probably i guess this is kind of a trade secret i probably shouldn't say this but Mute the mic. Mute them I, I always. No, 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 but I, you know, I, I'm sure Georgia Power knows. I, you know, we say this, but but Georgia Power tries to say we're we're we're, we're governed by the PSC, and Public Service Commission. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I know acronyms can sometimes be uh, problematic, on, but uh, and, and to me, if I were a customer, that would not bring me a lot of comfort mm-hmm. because that's a state. Those people are, are elected statewide. Uh, they're not that easy to get a hold of. Uh, a, a lot of times. I mean, there there are others like Tim Eccles that I that I see a lot. who's yeah. very active. But and, and if a customer comes to me and says, "Wait a minute, their their rates are published at the PSC." Me as a customer, I feel protected by the PSC, and I, I just I just kind of just chuckle and say, "Let me tell you something. <laughs> we have a local board of directors. Yes, that you see all the time. If if." Mm. If I don't deliver what I promise in this proposal, you could pick up the phone and call them. Right. to me, what which is to me, who, who do you feel more comfortable picking up the phone and calling? There you go. Yeah, we are the local power company, and I feel comfortable saying that. And I'm sure mm-hmm. our competition knows that we say that. So, and, and um, I don't think I'm giving you any trade secrets by by telling you. Of course that. not. Yeah, and we're proud of that. I mean, we're we're our service territory goes as far north as Banks Crossing up 85, and as far south as just south of Jimmy Carter. Okay. On over to Athens, and then we serve a little bit
0: right outside of Dahlonega. All right. We're, we're based here. You're in the community. We are. Yeah. So once again, this is uh, Simon Says Let's Talk Business. Our guests today are Todd Evans with Jackson EMC and North Johnson with the Gwinnett Braves. And uh, this would be a good time to talk about being in the community because the Gwinnett Braves are our community baseball team affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. And uh, North, welcome. Thank you for being with us today.
2: Always good to be here. Thanks, Al.
0: So I've got all kinds of questions for you because it's spring training just started. It's cold outside, and yet baseball has started. So those of us who love baseball are always
2: in a good mood this time of year. But you're busy, right? Right now, this is huge for you. It's the best time of year, but it, yeah, very busy. Um, it's just, it's a lot going on. But again, it's it's what it gets us up in the morning and uh, mm-hmm. keeps us up late at night as well. So it's, it's a fun time. Good. Right. So what's your... Uh, You've got, uh, are you going down to Orlando? Any, or I will do, be do that. that, uh, okay. going down, um, going down the 12th or excuse me, the 11th of, uh, of, March for a long weekend. We've got some meetings. We've also got yeah. some, uh, some, we're talking about corporate clients and, and right. folks you, you, you do business with, uh, you know, one of the fun parts of our job is we're bringing, uh, handful of the the larger corporate clients with with the atlanta braves and the gwinnett braves right. down for a weekend of of baseball maybe a little golfing for lucky and uh <laughs> and dinners and, 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 dinners and <laughs> maybe disney you know the whole thing so good and then we uh finish up with with we have a dinner with all the uh all the managers, you know, throughout the system, all the GMs throughout the system, and just talk about our plan for the for the summer. Okay. And then uh and then later in the month I go back and, and see what our team is how our team's shaping up. Right. As we were talking earlier, I mean we won't know until second, third week of March what the composition of our team is gonna be about. Yeah. Um guys are literally especially this year more than ever, there's there's there's, of the twenty-five spots, I think only three of them are spoken for. Right, you know, you got Teron, Freddie Freeman, Freddie, and, yeah. and you know yeah. maybe Jason Grilli, and everybody else is going to be com- competing for a spot. So, yeah. so it's going to be a, a fun, uh, fun six weeks down there.
0: Good. Now, I want to talk about the players that you expect to be. Uh, on your club, Mm -hmm. uh, at least to start the year. But before we do that, this is a business radio show. So let's talk about your sponsors, your business partners. How do you get them lined up? How do you get people excited about
2: working with you and the Gwinnett Braves? Well, the the great thing about um, our relationships with our our corporate partners um, is that because we are so community-based, we are that alternative. And again, you know, Todd and I have a lot of very similarities. Uh, you know, we're we're very much that community-based team. You know, we're we're um, uh, you know, we're more we're more family-friendly alternative, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a smaller smaller ballpark. It's it's a lot more convenient. It's, it's just a great environment for everyone to come out to. And so many of our partners like that part of it. They yeah. know that, you know, minor league baseball fans across the country are. And again, maybe a good, maybe not a good analogy. But they're very much like NASCAR fans. I mean, they are very, very loyal to the folks that support us. So so if they see a Coca-Cola sign out at the ballpark, they're gonna typically drink Coca Cola or right. you know, whatever brand of hot dog we're selling, or you know, if if uh cool Ray, you know, cool Ray has said that, that their success in, in the Gwinnett County market over the last five years is in direct correlation to having the naming rights to the ballpark. So Is it really? Yeah. So our yeah. our fan base when they need those services they're calling cool, right? Or mm-hmm. when they need a new upgrade, they're calling them. So it's, it's been a great situation for us to be able to, to provide our partners with a lot of good, you know, loyal customers and a big customer base. You know, we're drawing right. over 300,000 people a year. So our custom our fans are seeing our clients, uh, many, many times over. So it works out really well. That's good. And you've got what, 74 home games each year? Uh, seventy-two home games. Seventy-two home games. Hopefully this year we'll have about eighty, including playoffs. So, there you go. You know it's gonna it's gonna be a fun season for us. You're excited about them this year, aren't you? We really are. Uh, all the moves Atlanta has made in the last five, six months, and really the last twelve to eighteen months, has been about rebuilding the farm system, and uh, and we're gonna re- re- reap the rewards. Of a lot of the guys that came in those off-season 14 trades and now the off-season 15 trades, so it's the the level of talent is going to be spectacular. It's going to be it's going to be fun. And and you mentioned to me a while ago that Darby Swanson probably going to start at Double A. In your mind, you think? I think so. And again, that's that's you know one man's opinion that that you yeah. know he hasn't played above single A yet. Mm-hmm. Um uh they're going to give him an opportunity in spring training like we talked about. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, I mean, you know, it's the thing about baseball that's so much different than football and basketball is the daily grind of it. Right. You know, he he's never played more than 50-60 games in a season. Oh. And we're talking about on our, on our side 144 games, the big league side 162. So it's that, it's that mental grind of every day showing up at the ballpark, every day facing a new pitcher every day, you know, and been potentially facing three or four pitchers who all of some have have been in the big leagues or, or on the way to the big leagues. So there's, there's a different quality that he'll be facing. Um, and that's true of all of our guys, you know, Malik Smith, who was the Braves minor league player of the year last year, who finished the season with us and one of the fastest guys I've ever seen. He's absolutely electric. Uh, there's a good chance he'll start the year with us, so he can play every day. You know, when the Braves got Enciarte from the Diamondbacks, he became the de facto center fielder, and and Malik again is a very young guy. He came yeah. over, um, you know, in the Kimberball trade with the Padres, and uh, and again, we're, I'm hoping we get him. You know, selfishly, I All want right. to keep these guys because uh, you know it's it's fun for our fans to watch them, and just makes a better product on the field.
0: Right. So besides Alex Smith,
2: who else do you expect? Like pitchers, do you expect might be in. Uh, in Cool Ray Field this year to start the season? Well, again, Tyrell Jenkins uh, was in the J- Jason Hayward trade with the Cardinals. Um, he's one of our top pitching prospects. He came to us uh, midway through the season last year, very much on Atlanta's radar. But, again, uh, with all the trades and all the guys that are that are in play now, he, he's battling for one of those positions, but he could very well end up with us. There's another mm-hmm. guy named Aaron Blair who came over to us in the Shelby Miller trade. Again, big starting pitcher, you know, had big yeah. success. Again, he's going to be competing for that, for one of those roster spots. And, and that's the beauty of, 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 where we are is that, you know, these guys will be competing for those roster spots. And, 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 so we could end up with, with a major league quality, you know, three or four top pitchers on our staff. Yes. Um, I'm curious as to your opinion,
0: you, you, you know, with the Atlanta Braves last season downtown, And then moving out to uh, Marietta area, is that going to change the dynamics of your fan base at all when the when the the home club moves to stadium or or is that not going to make a difference?
2: I think there's a chance it will. Um, I I think the reality of the situation is that although, you know, Atlanta and and Cobb County are doing all they can to alleviate the traffic problems everyone is concerned about, because there'll be a lot more egress in and out of the ballpark than there is now, right. uh, I think the reality of it is is that folks in Gwinnett and probably even the eastern part of Atlanta will more than likely matriculate up to where we are um, because it's going to be an easier access for them to get there. And at the same time, you know, the, the new ballpark in Cobb County is going to be 10,000 seats smaller. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be less access to get those seats. Um, and, and, and the third reality is that, you know, they're going to be in a honeymoon period the first two years. Right. So that place is going to be rocking, you know, every single night. Tickets are going to be difficult. And so I think for us, it's going to be a similar effect to what goes on in Boston, you know, with the Red Sox and their AAA team is an hour and a half away. We're obviously a lot closer than that. But the Pawtucket Red Sox draw tremendously well because fans in, in the New England area can't get a ticket to Fenway Park. And so they slide down to Pawtucket and Pawtucket draws fans from all over Massachusetts as well. Do they? So we're hoping for that same effect as, you know, in a positive way for all of us.
0: And every time I've been to a Gannett Braves game, I'm struck by by the families. There's tons Mm -hmm. and tons of families that come there. You obviously make that happen, right? You are family oriented. Tell us about that.
2: Well, again, that's, that's the big difference between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. Um, and again, I love Major League Baseball. I love going down to mm-hmm. see the Braves play. Uh, it's, a, it's a tremendous experience. Um, but the difference in, for all Major League sports, whether it's mm-hmm. the Hawks, the Falcons, whoever it may be, it's becoming more and more of a corporate ticket buy. Right. Um, it's difficult for families to go out more than a couple times a year. Whereas with us, I mean, we have the lowest average ticket price of any sports team in the marketplace, by far the lowest ticket price. And so families can come out and we've got some, some new plans we're releasing this year that are going to be even better for these families. I mean, families will be able to come out to a game for less than $50 for the entire family. Um, and so, uh, so again, those are the pieces we, we offer, you know, our food is, is we place a high quality on our food and the pricing of it, the entertainment we do. Chopper is probably the most celebrated uh, member of our staff and, and he's, he's out throughout the community. And, and so those are the things that we do that, that again, at the major league level, they just can't be all things to all people. And for us in Gwinnett County, we certainly, we certainly try to be. And you really focus on the kids too, don't you? You have lots of things for the kids to do during the game. We do during the game, again, chopper, choppers everywhere, uh, -hmm. on Sundays, uh, we allow kids to run the bases after the game. We allow families on the field before the game playing catch. And again, you don't see that at the major league level. No, uh, you no. know, the, the fields are fields are, are are like gold out there and not too many people are allowed to it reminds me of when I was in uh I was in the old uh, the old Boston Gardens when the when the Celtics were playing there. And uh, we walked down to the court and we tried to step on the court and the security guy basically tackled us and told us, <laughs> you know, you don't touch the parquet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, once again, this is Al Simon with Sandler
0: Training, and the show is called Simon Says Let's Talk Business. We've got North Johnson with the Gwinnett Braves and Todd Evans with Jackson Electric Membership Corporation with us today. And uh, we're just finishing up talking about the uh, Gwinnett Braves and the excitement of the brand new year. We're talking about how, uh, uh, how you're so family friendly, getting things going like that, and, and all the things that the kids uh, uh, get to do out there. I, I took my grandson to one of your games. Uh, he, he's eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wasn't interested in watching nine innings of, of baseball, even though he loves baseball. And uh, so, yeah, it was good to have all the things that the kids could do there as well. I'm curious, North, uh, uh, there's so many things you do, obviously, with regard to uh, w- with your corporate sponsorships and, and relationships there with your uh, duties with the home club and, and the uh, Atlanta Braves in general and also running the facility uh, uh, there up in at Cool Ray Field. What is the, your favorite part of your job?
2: You know, I, I actually get that question a lot and, mm-hmm. and it's become a real simple answer for me. It's the beginning of the beginning of the night when we open the gates and the end of the night when we, when we are, when people are leaving the ballpark. And, and, and then the follow up question is always, why is that? Well, when we open the gates, we've got fans outside waiting to come in and that anticipation on their face is just, you can't describe it, you know, because you yeah. know that you're about to affect them and their families yeah. in, a, in such a great way. And then. On the way out, you can see on their faces that we have delivered everything that we wanted to deliver to them little johnny's got a, a foul ball and his yeah. sister susie has got the remains of a cotton candy and yeah. and the next family maybe an older couple and they're walking out hand in hand because it reminds them of their first date 50 mm-hmm. years ago and i mean all these great things are going through the course of a game and 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 to me that's i mean i've been doing this for 38 years and people always really. say you know why don't why aren't you in the big leagues well i love i love what we do in the minor leagues and i love what we provide to the communities and 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 so those are the things that, that of, of all the things, and again, there's, there's only one piece of my job I don't really like, and that's the HR element, <laughs> but, but just the, the, the interaction we have with the fans and the watching them come in and then leaving with that, just that, that wonderful experience they've had is icing on the cake for that's me. That's great. So 38
0: years. And then your, your coach, Brian Sik- Snicker has been with the Braves how long? 40 years. 40 years. Which is an amazing
2: feat in well, itself. An and amazing he's thing. uh yeah. You know, one one of the things that, you know, we've had a turnaround the last couple of years with, with our play on the field and, and just the, the way the players are being developed and then and then how they how they play once they get to Atlanta. Right. And it and it all the credit is due to him and his coaching staff. I mean, he just has such a great touch with the players. You know, he allows them to be players, he allows them to be men. Again, he's just he's just a he's an amazing man and, and gives so much to the community. He lives in Gwinnett County. Uh, give so much back to the community He and his wife, both and, and, and just really good people. And we're really proud to, to have them on our team. I bet you are. That's, that's really great.
0: And Todd, for you, I mean, you're a kindred spirit being in sales. Sales is my life. Sometimes mm-hmm. I like to say, so what is the favorite part of your job? I would say, I, I, I guess, because so much of my
1: day involves dealing with, I guess, customers who are concerned about their high bills or, um, uh, there may be a an outage that we have to address. Getting to to do that that sales presentation, that that mm-hmm. the proposal, the the excitement of, of of walking into a Class A office building, making sure everything is ready to go, and um, I, I just I like that part of it. Now, would I like to be a, a salesman? You know, hundred percent of my time. I don't know if I would, to be honest with you. But it's nice to have that sales element of my job to to kind of break up the the everyday
0: yeah and you mentioned networking a while ago yeah i know you're deeply involved with that chamber and i partnership enjoy that
1: I, yeah. I enjoy that part of it and, and yeah. we've had to replace people recently um either someone got, had a promotion got a promotion or and, and i was amazed at i guess because i because of my i guess the way i am i like people i was amazed at when when you when you talk to potential employees and you tell them what you do and you say, well, you may be out till 10 o'clock at night at a Braves game or, or a, um, uh, uh, at, at a concert or, 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 or whatever. I, I'm amazed at the number of people who don't want that, that doesn't appeal to them. And to me, that's, I mean, I have three kids. I mean, I'm, it's not like I don't have a home life to go home to, yeah. but I enjoy that part of the job. And I'm Man. amazed at the number of people that, that really, they want to be home at five 30. I right. mean, as soon as, if, when five o'clock hits, they want a 30 minute commute and they want to be home and they don't want, they don't have to worry about it. I would be lying to you if I if I said I didn't enjoy the chamber dinners and the, the stuff that we get to do after hours. Right. And it may be my personality, but I think it differentiates me and some of the other people that I work with from
0: from other people. Yeah. Well, I know, you, like me, you you have some days that are really long because you might it might start with a breakfast meeting or a networking right. event at breakfast and go all the way through some kind of reception in the evening time, things like that as well. But but I think if you like people, you don't mind that.
1: Um, so, and you like to be out, I, the, the idea of being in a cubicle and crunching numbers or Excel spreadsheets all day. I mean, that just doesn't, yeah, me at not all. really. I mean, those that do it, I, you know,
0: God bless you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not really what you and I are about, yeah, right? Absolutely, yeah, not, not exactly. Yeah. So in North, you probably have, well, your games go until 10 o'clock at night, right? Sometimes.
2: Right. But when, when does your day start? How does it, what is a, a typical day in your life look like? Well, the beautiful thing, and I echo Todd's comments. I mean, the beautiful thing about my day is there is no typical day, um, other mm-hmm. than the fact that I'm, you know, our day s- starts at eight thirty, but I'm usually mm-hmm. there by eight eight yeah. fifteen, and then, you know, our our stated office hours are eight thirty to five. I'm always there till six or six fifteen, six thirty, seven thirty. If you ask my wife, um, and then during the season, yeah, we're yeah. we're lucky to get out of there at midnight, and then we're mm-hmm. back in the office the next day at eight thirty. Um, Do you ever travel to the away games? Uh, Very rarely. We have so many events outside our games going at the ballpark now and just getting prepared for the next homestand. It keeps us really busy. Um, The one thing I'd like to echo again on Todd's comment is that, you know, if you're going to be in management, the eight to five is, is, is not reality. You know, you you have to, you have to be prepared to, to come in early, stay late, have those dinner meetings, you know, have those weekend events. You know, we have cell phones for a reason. I mean, I tell people I'm on the job 24 seven, and that's just the reality of what we do. And if you're going to be successful in business, and if you're going to, if you're going to go to that next level, you have, you have to have the mindset that that's what you want to do. Not that you have to do it. You have to want to do it and and be passionate about it. And so I think that's, that's really what sets people apart. Now you're both, you're both speaking to a major Sandler
0: concept, which is beyond goal time, not clock time. Right. So whatever you're trying to accomplish, whatever your goals are, you do what needs to be done to get there. That may mean some days you can take off early, go be with your family, do some things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, but it, it also might mean that, that you're going to work a 12 hour day. Right. So it, it really depends on what's really going on. In your case, it might be a 15, 16 hour day, right? So yeah, that's what that's
2: we nice. signed up for and we love yeah. it, So
0: That's great. So uh, again, this is Al Simon with Sandler Training. This is uh, Simon Says, Let's Talk Business. Uh guest today, Todd Evans with Jackson Electric Membership Corporation and North Johnson with Gwinnett Braves. So, guys, what's on your mind? Well, I'd like to ask North
1: a question if he wouldn't yeah, mind. Um, sure. As someone that grew up in the '70s and '80s, and and um, you know, love baseball. And when, when you, I mean, you're deep in the organization. And one thing I've always wondered about with baseball, and you can say with football too, but it seems like you have these generational cultural or the, these generational, I guess. Um, Ways of looking at ways of winning. I, I know that's a terrible way to say it, but you know, you always think about the Dodgers as great pitching. You mm-hmm. always think about the Yankees with great offense, mm-hmm. and it seems like that's passed down for generations. Mm-hmm. It, it, when you're in, when you're deep in the Braves organization, do you look at? I mean, are you told by upper management to say, "Okay, we our glory years are"? We think about Maddox and and Glavin and Smoltz, uh, and uh, you know, pretty good pretty good offense, but but we always think about about the great pitching, right? Are you instructed to, hey, the way we bring these players along is we need to always be thinking about great pitching and defense. That's how we win. That's how we've won in the past. Or do, or do you? Or do, or or is there even a? Do people even think that way? But it, but it just seems like certain organizations always win the way that they've always won. Right. And are the Braves? Is that a common thread that goes through?
2: It is the, the one. One of the great things. Um, and again, I, I don't want to talk about you know, recent history, but but one of the great things about the Braves organization has always been and John this has been evident ever since John Schultz and Bobby Cox came on the scene, you know, late eighties, early nineties, is that, you know, they want to do things the Braves' way. And and that's setting the proper culture with how people are treated, with with instruction of the players, so that a guy in rookie ball is learning which cutoff man to hit the same way a guy in triple A or the big leagues is. The the pitchers are on the same workout regimen Again, in rookie ball, single A at the same way they are, um, you know, in the big leagues. And then the style of play is consistent throughout. So if we're going to be, if we're going to be the Baltimore Orioles of the late sixties, early seventies, where we're, you know, two guys on a three run home run, or are we going to be the current day Kansas city Royals where we're, you know, a lot of singles and doubles, you know, moving guys around, stealing bases, the occasional home run, you know, what type of offense are we going to be? And, and, and again, you know, for a number of years in the, in the early to mid 2000s, we got away from that. And just in the last two years with John Hart coming on board, we're getting back to what is called the Braves way, where we're developing a strong farm system. We're putting a premium on pitching. We're putting a premium on, on speed. We're putting a pitch, uh, a, excuse me, a premium on, on quality people in the clubhouse as well as on the field and that's what we're seeing and all these trades that are being made you know there were a lot of instructors and and former Braves players that were involved for many many years that over the last 10 years had gotten out of the system you know they just they saw the change in, in what was going on with the Braves they didn't want to be a part of it and all those guys are now coming back Chipper Jones coming back to spring training and being a special assistant is a huge thing for the organization. Oh yeah. The guy knows hitting more than anybody I've ever talked to or seen. It's amazing how he breaks down anyone's swing. I mean, he mm. talks about it like an engineer. It's the most amazing thing in the world. So a very long answer to your question, but but the short answer is yes, the Braves have a plan and and you will find that each team along the levels will be playing the same type of baseball, getting back to where we were 10 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we want to be the Dodgers. We want to be you know those teams like the Orioles what or excuse me what the Royals are doing right now. I mean they've had a plan in place for the last 8 years since Dayton Moore who left the Braves to go to the Royals is instituted there. They have they know what their what their lineup needs to look like and that's what they do and that's exactly what the Braves are doing now. Yeah. So but- it's, it's really a, it's really an exciting time to be a part of the organization. Like it was back in the early 90s
0: yeah back when bobby cox was running that clubhouse where the corporate culture really it was the you know, the clubhouse had to be a, a an environment that people could thrive and anybody who didn't fit that environment was not going to be there very long right and and to follow up that how when it, going back to the early 90s and I always you know i
1: was in college at that time it was such a fun time for for a, a georgian and georgian, uh, from someone from atlanta mm-hmm. to have three pitching aces come up at one time like avery and smoltz and Glavin. how how uncommon is, I mean, is it's, it's, is,
2: it's like, it's, it's not even generational. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, I don't even, I don't know that, that, and I'm trying, I'm, you know, to your question, I'm trying to think of when uh, another staff had such a dominant right. top three and then, you know, Avery doesn't get hurt and you add him to the mix when you, when you get Maddox and, yeah. and free agency a couple years later, I mean, I would have been four, four hall of famers. I mean, right. Avery was definitely on track to be a hall of famer until he got hurt and, and, right. and plus a really good guy to boot. But again, I mean, you, 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 I think you may have to go back to the '40s when you know the Cardinals or maybe the Cleveland Indians had Bob Feller and Bob right. Lemon and those guys. Um, there was a year
0: in the late '60s, maybe when the Orioles had four
2: twenty-game yeah, winners. Yeah, they had Mike Cuellar and yeah. Jim Palmer and, and Dave McNally. Uh, Dave McNally, um, and, you know court, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, but but yeah. again, it's yeah. it, it's it's very very rare to have that. And yeah. uh, and again, uh, of those guys, you know, Glavin was the only homegrown guy besides Avery. We got Smoltz in a trade with the Tigers that's right. and then you know, Maddox theory, was yeah. a free agent. So, yeah, new, yeah. so again, yeah. it's, it, it's, 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 all about your scouting. It's about the development. It's about, you know, whether it's Bobby Cox or, or any of the other guys, John Sherholtz, you know, yeah. looking at a, looking at a John Smoltz in double A and being able to project him 20 years later as a, as a first ballot hall of famer.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, that's a great question, Todd. In fact, we're talking about the makeup of your, of your group, your team. And, and one of the things that, that has always struck me about Jackson EMC is they all really have that same kind of corporate culture where, where it, it's, uh, you know, family friendly comes to mind. And then mm-hmm. maybe sound like a cliche in a, in a corporation or a, even, an, even a, an electric membership corporation. But really, that's what you've got, right? In a co-op, you've got that situation where, you're, where, you're, where uh, it's unusual to have, let's say, an HR problem. Isn't that true? the people that work at Jackson EMC,
1: we're not a cross-section of society. I mean, and and I, and I don't say that arrogantly. I'm just saying that the way that we're vetted to be able to work there is if you have any prior issues with the law or, or mm-hmm. and then we have we have uh, drug screenings. Um, yeah. So it's not really a cross-section of, of society, like I said. Uh, it's nice to, to, to work in that environment because, I mean, you can leave your cell phone on your desk and not worry about someone stealing it. Uh, right. You can... Uh, you know, leave your car unlocked in the in the in the parking lot, not worry about someone going through it. It it, it's you're right. Uh, So let's just start right there. It's not a, we are vetted to make sure we can we can we can work there. And then and but then you have, you know, an outstanding board of directors, people that are that are civic minded, that have been in the community for decades, and then we have just an outstanding senior management that have that have been there. I, I I probably should have done this before I came here, but. To add up all the years of service to the, to the organization. I would love to know what that is because it's yeah. it's it's in the hundreds uh, or maybe
0: anybody who doesn't that. doesn't fit might get traded to the Dodgers
1: organization, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I I, you know, I, I grew up a Yankees fan, so I I, I like how well, you said we'll, that. I like how you said that. We'll forgive
2: you for that. So. <laughs> well,
1: I, I always liked the Braves growing up, but then and then when 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 that magic season '91 happened, it was like wow. suddenly switched, and I think. Mm-hmm. I think Steinbrenner um, kind of got, got away from uh, he. The Yankees had so much success. I'm sorry to make this a ball discussion, but uh, <laughs> hey, well, I'm Yankees, okay with that. The Yankees, <laughs> yeah. the Yankees had so much success with free agency in the late 70s with Reggie Jackson and Catfish mm-hmm. Hunter that I think Steinbrenner saw that as the way to win free agency, and he, I think he forgot about his farm system. And we got Dave Winfield in the early 80s. I mean, we, we thought that was it, and come to find out, if, if you neglect your farm system, like Mm-hmm. My, my friend North over here, yeah. when you neglect your farm system, you're going to have those, those right. terrible years. And, and as a Yankees fan, the 80s, that, that was a terrible time to be a Yankees fan. You know, in uh, fact,
0: when the Braves started making all those trades a year and a half ago or so, mm-hmm. when they first started rebuilding the, the farm system, I, I knew it meant that we were not going to have a winning club at the major league level for a couple of years. Right. But I was so happy to see it because that really is the way to go. And, you, know, mm-hmm. the, you know, the quick fix of free agency,
2: to, to have that as your philosophy. Well, and yeah. the reality is, you know, we're not, we're not going to be competitive on the free agency market. Right. You know, we don't have that billion dollar TV deal that that the, the Dodgers and the Yankees and, and and other clubs have. You know, yeah. both both LA teams. Right. Um, you know, and, and we don't have the benefit of the St. Louis Cardinals having you know huge money pocketed owners um, right. or the Cubs for that matter. So, so yeah, this this was the way we had to go. We had to hit the reset button. And again, it, it, it was a little painful last year, and it might be a little painful to start this season. But but we you know we as an organization feel really good that yeah. you know as this summer comes along and these young players get acclimated and get to playing time in, we're gonna we're gonna make a lot of strides and it's gonna be a fun team for the long haul to watch. It's gonna be a fun team in
0: Gwinnett this year because of that. Yeah, it's That's gonna be really that exciting. Young, for that us. new young talent coming in, it's gonna be great. All right, well, guys, I really appreciate you coming on my uh, maiden voyage as host of a radio show. Yeah, it's been fun talking to you. So once again, we've got uh, Todd Evans with Jackson Electric Membership Corporation and North Johnson with the Gwinnett Braves. Guys, if, if our if our listeners want to get a hold of you, how would they go about doing that? Todd, how would someone get a hold of you? Obviously, our website has
1: all our phone numbers on there. I think even our cell numbers are on there. So what is your um,
0: website address?
1: Uh, it's jacksonemc.com.
0: jacksonemc.com.
1: Okay. Correct. And, and I, I'm on uh, LinkedIn, and I'm on Twitter at, at T. Evans. 2 Dog. Uh, I'm sorry. At T Evans, two dog. I I have two degrees from the university of Georgia. Very proud to say that. So that's, that's where I get the two dog from.
2: There you go. Very good. And North, how about you? How can listeners get a hold Uh, of you? Same, same thing. Our, our website is very inclusive. Uh, Gwinnettbraves.com. Very simple. Uh, again, Twitter, um, at G Braves North. Uh, we've also got our, at Gwinnettbraves Twitter account and a media account. Uh, Chopper has his own account. Does so he really? <laughs> we, we've uh, we, we've kind of got the social media thing covered. And again, you know, welcome welcome folks to call, email, whatever they want to do. We, we, we love talking to our fans and, and having that interaction with them. That's great.
0: Thanks a lot, guys. And uh, I'm Al Simon, Sandler Training. Our website is uh, is uh, simoninc.sandler.com. And if you want to talk to me about sales or about business, let's talk. Once again, this is Al Simon with Sandler Training, and Simon Says Let's Talk Business.